Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If you don't know, now you know. Something like that, right? Welcome back to McCartan at Midnight here now on The Fan in New York City. Man, it's been a heavy Yankee night, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's the fact that Yankee fans are a little bit trepidatious about what might come um, with this team moving forward. Um, I also want to weave in a little bit of football because I also want to say how I have a bone to pick with one of the NFL teams. Like, you, we, you and I, spent time trying to figure out the best possible name for my survivor pool. And I am very good at survivor pools. And I love playing them because, as you can imagine, between teaching and you know, coaching and all this, I don't have a lot of time to dedicate to a full fantasy football team or roster or league or whatever. So, you know, when you do things, you, you do them to win them, right? I mean, Herm Edwards. So... I roll into my 2022 survivor pool with a sick team name, Sunday Sauce Gardener, a suggestion by you, the listeners, and I loved it. It blends in with, you know, it's, it's Sunday Sauce, if you're Italian, you know the drill, and Sauce Gardener, because I wanted something New York Football Incorporation, okay? Perfect. I'm feeling good. The best team name in the entire league for real, and my rationale for last week was I just Love the 49ers defense, and I never loved Justin Fields. And I coupled that with the fact that the 49ers were tied for the biggest point spread of the week. I felt they were a lock to win week one. Well, the 49ers beat the Bears in total yards, in total plays, in time of possession, but had 12 penalties for 99 yards, two turnovers, and the 49ers were only one for three in the red zone, and the Bears were two for two. The 49ers were winning the game until there were 12 minutes left. And then they weren't. And now I'm out. And now I'm really mad. I've never in my life been out after week one. What a joke. I I hate the 49ers. They are dead to me. But you know what I learned? Next time, next season, I have to pay for two entries. That's that's the key. You pay for two. Because you almost buy yourself a mulligan in there. So, yeah. That's it. I I just hate the 49ers. I hate him. That's it. So we're going to have a changing of the guard behind the glass. We've got Paul Rosenberg headed out. Thank you, Paul. We've got Brian McKeon headed in. Do you see what you, what gambling does to you, by the way? Now you just hate a <laughs> team arbitrarily. Hate, hate the 49ers, man. Come on. They're winning know. until 12 minutes left in the game. Yeah, no. They, it, it was a bad second half for that for that team. Awful. I'm, I'm at MetLife Stadium. I'm watching it on the scoreboard. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm wiping my eyes. There's no way that's right. They were just winning, and now they're losing. I hate them. I hate the. I hate the Forty Nineers arbitrarily, just because of gambling. You now hate the Forty Nineers for no reason because they couldn't beat the Bears in Week One. Yeah, and watch the Bears are going to lose every game from here on out. I, I'm going to put money on that now. Oh, you're yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love this gambling stuff. Look at that mindset. That's the mindset all gamblers have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, Paul, I, I got a fifty dollar free bet from BetMGM, and I don't know where to put it. Um, I would say, I mean, the the one question: Do you want to just win like that money back, or do you want to see if you can turn the fifty into like one hundred fifty? Yeah, two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. Okay, that's not. Um, I want to look for something I like would, the three four hundred range, plus three, plus four hundred. Yeah, I would say do a parlay, maybe an anytime touchdown score parlay tomorrow. That pays out nice. Yeah, I, I like doing those anytime touchdown score. But Saquon, I gotta look at what Saquon's is. Maybe two touchdowns for Saquon, maybe. 
there you go. But do but if you actually want to make a few bucks, you it's gonna have to be multiple legs. Things, yeah. All right. We'll see. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Text me some uh, recommendations tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, I'll text you the recommendation for the anytime touchdown score bet tomorrow. <laughs> All right. I do love Saquon though, but that's not it doesn't pay well, you know. Anyway. All right, to the phones we go at 877-337-6666. Uh hey, we're, we're talking a little football in the order that you called Michael in Lake Mary, Florida. Go ahead, you're up on the fan. Hey. Hello, coach. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Uh I hate the Niners too for other reasons, but now I really hate them because they burned you. So I didn't like that. Yeah, I hate them. Hate Trey Lance. I hate all of them. Joey Bosa, all of them. All of them. They're the worst. Wow. They're the worst. Unbelievable. Uh, Giants, uh, Coach, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's a super extra pleasure to talk to you being 1-0. I, I just, <laughs> it's, it's a very exciting that they got off of the win last week. Uh, just a couple of points, I, and I tweeted this to you, but a couple of big takeaways uh, with the game. First of all, the run game was excellent for them. I thought they really did a fantastic job. And uh, 32 rushes, 238 yards, uh, 6.8 yards uh, of play. That's, that's fantastic mm-hmm. for them. And before anybody jumps on, well, what about the Barkley run? The, you're, you're inflating the stats. Oh, I took the Barkley run out. 31 carries, 175.5. So there you go. Still, still a great, great uh, effort there. Um, Penalties need to get cleaned up a little bit. I saw they had eight penalties, and I'm sure that's something that Dable's going to work on with them. But the uh, the other two quick things I noticed with them was uh, the going for two. <laughs> I mean, that was just like such a gutsy call. And, oh, yeah. and I'm not playing Monday morning quarterback saying, nope. okay, it came out right. I would have been happy even if it didn't happen. Me too. Just, to, just to change the culture a little bit around here. Oh, yeah. You were at the game last year where they ran the famous quarterback sneak from their own four. I was right? there. The two of them from the from the own four. Yeah. We we all looked at each other like, wait, what's going on? What the hell are they uh, doing? I, I'm just like bugging out saying, what was that? I was like, this is the antithesis of that. So yep. that that was fantastic. And the last thing, Abel getting in Jones's face after he threw the pick at the goal line, mm-hmm. not the pat on the back. That's okay, buddy. Yeah. It'll be next time. Like, what are you doing? I mean, that's and, and what happened later in the game, Jones came down and led them to the drive. So mm-hmm. these things have to be instilled, and, and the team just – I just feel – you just feel it's something different there. Is the talent all the way there yet? Probably not. Um, saw your tweet earlier, too, about the guy at the gas station. Let's <laughs> pump the brakes on the Super Bowl win. <laughs> but, uh, but I think we're going in the right direction. But uh, anyway, always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'll hang up and have your thoughts. Have a great yeah, day. Yeah, thanks, Mike. All that on, the, on, on target, on bullseye, in the middle there. Um, and the tweet was, and, and I was getting gas on my way in before. And um, in New Jersey, we have people that pump our gas for us. Okay, so don't put me in any other state because I don't know how to do it. And as many times as people have tried to show me, I just, you know, if you don't, you don't use it, you don't, you lose it. How's that go? I can never get these sayings right. But so I tweeted, the gas station attendant just told me that the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. He was serious. <laughs> Uh, one of the best tweets I got back was, yep, that's that 1-0 mentality, undefeated mentality. Listen, I hope the Giants win the Super Bowl, but in my prognostication, maybe that's where I should put my $50 free bet. Maybe that was a sign. That was an omen. That That's where I need to put it. Come on. Come on. I, I wanted to laugh at him, but then I realized he was serious, and I was like, oh. Is it irrational to say that the Giants fan base might be the most irrational fan base in all of sports? No, nah, I wouldn't categorize it as that. So, so who is? Because I mean, it, the, the Cowboys. I think the Giants are worse. No, when the Cowboys start one and zero every year, which in this year is an exception, you never hear Super Bowl talk immediately. I mean, there I've literally heard Giants fans this week saying they're going to win the Super Bowl because they because they, they beat the Titans. I mean, I, the Titans are good. They were good last year. Yeah, I know. a lot of people don't think they're going to be as good this year, but they beat Ryan Tannehill. They didn't come back against Pat Mahomes. They came back against Ryan Tannehill. Even playoffs. Danielle, they've been terrible for a decade. Yeah, I know. And I think that's why people are, like, jumping on the bandwagon, like, 1-0, Super Bowl, here we come. There's 16 games to go. It's insane. Yeah, I know. It's fun, though. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Fun. It's fun. Come on. Ed in Sydney Center, you're up next here on The Fan. Hey, Danielle. It's so great to speak with you for the first time. Thanks uh, for calling uh, in. You're doing a great show. Thank you. Uh, by, by the way, females in sports are unicorns. I hope the WFAN executives, you know, understand that 
that that we we need more of that. And I don't mean to box you in, but I just want to say that that's how I feel as a, as a sports fan in New York for over forty years. Keep yeah. up the great work. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate that. I, I have I have two points. If you grant me the sure. time, sure, you got it. Uh, one is on the Giants, mm-hmm. and one I had a personal question for you. Uh, I'll start with the Giants. Uh, there is an explosion of emotion in the last six days, including myself. But I, I was surprised to see, and I heard that last caller. You got to understand, there's ten years of pent up frustration, mm-hmm. and our coach took that team down and beat the number one seed of the AFC last year mm-hmm. in their own building. He had the guts to go for two. Yep. Saquon is phenomenal, okay? And Daniel Jones is going to get better every single game with this, this better coaching. He had the worst coaching you could ever imagine for the last two years. The right things are happening, and, and, and the, the, it, you know, we feel it. We feel it. I'm looking at the schedule. And I, I see Panthers coming into our building tomorrow. We're going to beat them. And then we're going to go Monday night football against the Cowboys in our building. And we're going to beat them. I do like those two uh, two chances, yes. And, and, and then we're home again against the Bears. Yep. Those guys have no business coming to our building and playing our team with this coach. You, you know, the, the right things are happening. There's something happening here in social media, if you, if you follow it like I do. There's there's an explosion of emotion after one week, and it's warranted. That's the point I wanted to make. I, it, I it, feel it. Yes, I, I understand it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Keep it going. Thank God. I know it's only one game, but it's more than one game psychologically. <laughs> it means a lot well, to us. It, it represents a a shift, right, in, in how – the Giants have, have been playing their games. I mean, and Mike just nailed it. I mean, I was at the game when they took the, the knee, or I mean, uh, the quarterback sneak, two of them within the five-yard line. I mean, that's like, and, and, and Joe Judge after the game saying, oh, we wanted to give more room to our punter. I mean, come on. This is a guy, this is the day ball era where he trusts in the players, and he, you know what I mean? They make the plays on the field. He puts them in the best position to do it. I, I feel the, the momentum, the, 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 the mentality shift. I do. Yeah, there's something going on here, and I hope WFN catches it quick. That, that uh, if they win tomorrow, my God, there's going to be an explosion of emotion for the Giants. Two and zero. We haven't had that for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So just be ready. <laughs> yeah, right, but anyway, I have a, yeah. I have a second uh, question. If you grant it to me, sure, go ahead. I was curious. Uh, women in sports talk. Uh, what inspired you? How did you get started? You know, was it your father? You know, what what got what got you to say your passion is sports? Like as a fan, when I was a kid, I always played. Your job is sports. What what what, what sparked that? I'm I'm just curious because we we need more women like you. Yeah, well, well, thanks, Ed. There's a if you if you were to email me, I could, I could send you an article. A 201 Magazine did a really nice feature on on you know my my career path and trajectory and stuff, or or the record. Or the Bergen Record, NorthJersey.com. It's all there. Probably if you type in my name. But um, the long story short is, um, I was I'm a teacher during the week still, and I coach. And uh, I had a professor. My, I was just taking a course just to take it because I needed just the credit number, you know, the number of credits um, to fulfill my graduation requirement. And it was a sports media course. And that professor there kind of kind of planted the seeds. And from uh, there, I've just been uh, very stubborn and hard headed and not taking no for an answer. And, and here I am. That's how you have to go, Danielle. Yeah. It, it, no, no one gets anything for free in this world. That's and, right. And you're doing great. So I'm very proud, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of your show tonight. Uh, thanks, Ed. I hope to see you this time next Saturday. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> when the Giants win this weekend, you know I'll be calling. All right. All right. I'll be waiting for it, Ed. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, listen, I, I'm not ready to officially make the pick yet. I do like the Giants this weekend. I do. Let's go to Matt at the Jersey Shore. You're up on the fan, Matt. Danielle, buongiorno. How are you? <laughs> Buona mattina, really. Good morning. <laughs> talk, talk about, yeah, really. Talk about an explosion of emotion, huh? I mean, I haven't talked to you in a while. I've kind of done that on purpose because I wanted to 
let the season play out a little bit because we've seen the downs at the beginning of the season. We saw the way ups in the middle of the season, and now we're back to the downs. I mean, I noticed you came back from the break with uh, Biggie's Juicy. I could have seen you also doing it with Tupac's Changes because as a fan base, we've seen no changes except for that June and July this year for five years. This team is lost. This team is a joke. This team is going nowhere. They should cash in their berth right now and say, yeah, we don't want to play because we know we're going to lose. I mean, the, the Astros are salivating right now. I mean, for the way I feel, what's the worst thing you can hear from, from a parent? It's not that you're mad. It's that you're disappointed. Every game is predictable. I don't even need to turn on the game until about 9 o'clock to know that they didn't score any runs except for the occasional blowout, which will happen. But they don't hit, except maybe a little bit, which isn't good enough. But just like at the beginning of the season, that did work for them. They wait for the end for a walk-off, which is not the way to sustainably be a winner in this league. Well, of course, it's it's, far- it's moving runners over. It's hitting with runners in scoring position. It's it's you know making productive outs. And it, this Yankees team doesn't feel. It might look like it at times, but it just doesn't feel overall consistently that they do that on a consistent basis. Whereas the team in Queens does. Right, and they seem to. During June and July, I don't know if it's because everybody was healthy at the time, so they wanted to maybe try something different. But it's like as soon as people started going down, they went back to their all-about-the-home-run game, yep. which is showing in the standings how it doesn't work. And as far as Cashman and Hal go, they're both equally uh, culpable. culpable for this. Uh, Hal, I feel like it was part of... George's stipulation in, in his will that he took over this team because he clearly has no interest for him to get any kind of uh, inheritance from him. And Cashman clearly is hamstrung by, you know, having a bargain basement shop. So, but, but in terms of the trades and the, and the terrible acquisitions he's made in what he can do, it's just been nowhere near effective enough. Right. And it's like they, this fan base is either too stupid to notice how bad things have gotten, or they just don't care if they lose us. And well, Matt, I, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. What I will say is this: you, you, you sort of nailed it. You kind of ran, went about it, round about it. The Yankees had um, a clear cut need for a number two starter for for two, the be, two seasons, possibly even three seasons. The past two or three seasons. A number two guy. To me, Garrett Cole's a number two guy, but that's besides the point. They went out and did what? They went out and got Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas. I mean, I'm not a a Major League Baseball general manager, but I look at Frankie Montas and I was like, "Um, nope, not from the Yankees nor for the Mets. I'm on the record. You've listened to me say it. And Brian Cashman says, you know what? I'm making this deal. And look what happened. I mean... I, I ran a poll before. Like what? 75% of Yankee fans? 76% of Yankee fans don't even want to see. I'll say it again. They don't even want to see the pitcher that they that the Yankees acquired at the trade line to trade deadline to be the number two starting pitcher. Yankee fans don't even want to see him take the mound in the postseason. Like, what are we doing here? I don't get it. Ken in Manhattan, you're up on the fan. Hey, Danielle, you're doing a really good job. I would love to hear you Monday to Friday is 2 to 7. Oh, thanks, Ken. I appreciate that. We'll see. <laughs> you're doing a good job. You guys took so much of my, my thunder before. I want to talk to you about the Yankees hey. and about Major League Baseball in general. Great minds think alike. About two minutes. Yes. So the first thing is um, the Yankees, for the first part of the season, were overachieving. And the second part of the season – they're underachieving. And the, also, the argument can be made that Brian Cashman, with the exception of when he first got here, 1998, 99, 2000, and 2009, he's done a terrible job 
as general manager of this team, and they're just they're just not that good. They have a history of overpaying for players. Mm-hmm. One of your previous callers brought up Giancarlo Stanton. They overpaid for him. They it's almost like they're bidding against themselves with players that are just that are just not that good. Yeah, and 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 it all flows from the top, which is Mr. Steinbrenner. Everything flows downhill. Yep. And for some reason, to me, when George Steinbrenner died, that's when the, the heart, soul, and pulse of this team died. Mm. Ken, that was like poetic. That was like poetic. But it, it sort of kind of makes sense. I mean, the Yankees are, are now run in, you know, in a, in a, in a manner that the bottom line matters. And I think for George, winning mattered at any cost. You saw the Yankees try to pull a page out of that book, 2009. Teixeira, Sabathia, Burnett, World Series. I mean, it's simple as that. Now it's like, who's the number two starter? Uh, How about the bottom third of the lineup, which is a black hole every single day? Resting players for what? They get hurt anyway. I mean, this new philosophy is ridiculous. So, yeah, I I get it. Believe me, I get it. And I I do want to pull in some Mets fans here to the conversation. Because, um, as I mentioned before, there there has been some troublesome news on the Starling Marte front. And I had an idea that I was going to bring to you, my loyal listener, with, with a lineup change. I know Buck Showalter doesn't like to change the lineup whatsoever at all, which is the stark contrast of what Aaron Boone's doing. Um, but I don't know. Hear me out. Let, let's. I'm Daniel McCartan, and let us explore what, what Starling Marte's pain means for the Mets lineup moving forward. 877-337-6666. Welcome back to McCartan After Midnight here on The Fan in New York City. Rolling right along to 2 a.m. Mike Fliegelman comes your way then. Yeah, the Mets got some bad news on the Starling Marte front. Uh, He told reporters before tonight's game that he tried throwing. He tried hitting on Thursday, but his fractured middle finger was still in pain. So that's concerning. But Marte said that this is a quote from, you know, through the translation that he said there's a good possibility he could be back by the end of the season. Well, which is news that is quite bad for the move that I would make in the Mets batting order. And I know that Buck Showalter rolls the same, what, same top third, at least, of the order out there every game. The, the first four hitters are even are the same, maybe the first five. Mostly it's the first four. But I love him. But it's time to drop Brandon Nimmo out of the one spot. And I know the Mets have been have been winning, even despite him there. I believe uh, over the past week, what are they, 4-3 and three now? They won tonight, so I think they're 4-3 and three over the past seven days. But since the last time you and I talked, and not including tonight's 0-2 with two walks and two strikeouts, not including it. So Brandon Nimmo has been hitting 1.91, 191 with only two extra base hits over the last seven games. And I know that he has, you know, the intangible qualities about him, you know, that that right now, for me, do they outweigh his little downturn in production? No. Like, A, he has a masterful command of the strike zone. But over the past seven games, he's, he's logged, almost 9% of his total strikeouts for the year in the last seven games. That tells me he's not seeing the ball well. He doesn't have a good feel for the zone. Like, what is 9% of his strikeouts for the year have occurred in this past week? And B, yes, Brandon Nemo sees a ton of pitches in his first at-bat of the game. Like, what is it, seven pitches during the first at-bat? That's incre- incredibly valuable to the, pit- the hitters behind him. Incredibly. But, again, not including tonight, 191 over the past six games is not what you want to see at the top of your batting order in, in, the, in the spot that turns around the most in your batting order per game. So, I love him. He's my favorite Met. 
I love the way he plays the game. But Buck Showalter's got to make a move here. You got to move Brandon Nimmo down in that order. You have to. And I know, maybe you're calling me up already at 877-337-6666. You're like, all right, yeah, well, then what are you going to do? Who's going to lead off without Marte? Jeff McNeil. That's the answer. Jeff McNeil. Guy gets on base. Guy sprays the ball all over the field. Um, you know, it's he's just he's he's a hitter. The guy is a hitter by definition. So that's the move I'm making. Um, and I know Buck Showalter doesn't love change, doesn't like changing things. Whereas Aaron Boone changes it like he changes his underwear, the lineups. But 191 at, at in the you know the leadoff batter, your number one hitter is batting 191 over the past six and less now with the factoring the two strikeouts in for tonight. Um, it's time. Buck, it's time. As the Yankees, uh, I mean, as the Giants so flash onto the TV here, the Giants look to start the season 2-0 for the first time since 2016. The good old days for the Giants fans. Let's go to uh, to the phones at 877-337-6666. Justin in Tom's River is up next. Go ahead, Justin. What's going on, Danielle? What's up? So... I don't understand why we have been so married to this RPO option with Saquon Barkley. I feel like it has been a failure for Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Every time that he drops back and hesitates to hand that ball off to Saquon Barkley, it doesn't give Saquon the opportunity to explode through a hole like Tiki used to do when they did the misdirection. Yep. And it, it it just delays the entire process, and right. the defense caves in and, and bottles them up. Yep. I don't understand why they keep doing that, and I think we need to start doing more direct runs or pitches to the outside and giving him space yep. to create something. But Daniel Jones and an RPO situation where he's delaying that handoff is killing us. Yeah, or even or even the pass option, right? So the delayed handoff and then the look to downfield. It's it's like it's it's too late. It's almost too late for those for Daniel Jones to make a read. Always, always, yeah. Yes, you know, it's always I, too late. I I can see it sitting in my living room. Yeah, I know when they're giving it to him, and we see the linebackers crashing down. Yep, and he gets bottled up. Like you know, the last few years he's been criticized for you know stutter stepping behind the line and yep. not you know doing anything of any major importance. This guy is is epic with his ability to break things. And you know, when we had Tiki Barber, we would do a misdirection and a, a counter a counter tray or something like that to the outside. We're not doing that, giving the the opportunity for him to hit a hole and run. Right, and, and we're and giving that's, the defense right. more of an opportunity. Exactly, to and Saquon Barkley in space is dangerous. Saquon Barkley, and and I saw. I guess it must have been Daniel Jones's rookie year. I'm thinking back years now, but. He was most effective. His best quarterback rating then, I, I don't know now, but his best quarterback rating as a as a rookie was in situations where there was a play-action pass happening. Daniel Jones excelled. Yes. I, I feel as though Daniel Jones will best excel when we're doing true runs, and then we throw a wrinkle in, and he bootlegs and runs. But when it's a, an RPO situation, mm-hmm. it's so readable. And he doesn't make the best decisions. That I don't feel like it's best catered to his abilities yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. Justin, you, you you got your coach goggles on when you're watching the games, huh? Absolutely, <laughs> it drives me nuts. Yeah. I can tell. I know. I can tell when they're going to run it. It's like ah, and then they get bottled up, and he takes a two yard loss. Yep. No, I get you, Justin. And you know what? Saquon Barkley, by the way, the you mentioned the stutter stepping. Yeah, the stutter stepping is one thing. The running east to west is is something that bothered me so much. I hated watching Saquon Barkley run east to west, sideline to sideline. He is best and most effective. I mean, remember the quads. You can't forget the quads. The guy is like chiseled like a Greek statue. He's got muscles on top of muscles. He's best when he hits the hole north-south, takes five guys with him behind him. You know, in the old school NFL blitz games, how how the guys used to hold on, you know, the video games. And so... That's what I want to see more from Saquon Barkley. And I agree with you. Uh, Daniel Jones, that, that that hesitation, the offensive line isn't good enough to sustain him. Mean, he was under duress 69% of his dropbacks last week, and he still got it done, despite the offensive line, in spite of the offensive line's poor play. 
You're on to something. You're on to something. To the Bronx and Douglas, you're up on the fan. Hey, Danielle. Great to be connecting with you tonight, finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got through. I got through. I got some quick TV tidbits you'd be interested in, and then I'll get to my Yankee and Giants points. Okay. First up, five nights ago, Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso, winner of four Emmy Awards. I saw. I love Ted Lasso. It's, if, if you have it not is, joined the Ted Lasso train, you better. Repeated as Outstanding Comedy Series for yep. the second year in a row. Yep. Jason Sudeikis, Best Actor. Brett Goldstein, Best Supporting Actor. You know him better as Roy Kent. So congratulations to them. <laughs> He's my favorite. I love Roy Kent is my favorite character. He's very gruff, right? But in a funny way, right? He's hilarious. Uh, two nights from now, Disney Plus has the 31st season premiere of Dancing with the Stars. Three of its competitors include Vinny from the Jersey Shore. Yes, Store, right. Teresa Judice from the Housewives. And Channel 7 Weatherman, same champion. I know. So they'll be among the cast. We are well okay. represented from this area on that show. Right. On CBS Wednesday, the 31st season of The of the Amazing Race. Wait, Douglas, four- wait. Before that, you've got Jesse James Decker, too, on, on uh, Dancing with the Stars, yes. too. That's Eric Decker's you wife. You got it. Yep. Right. Right, that's right. Um, and uh, and Wayne Brady, he's part of the cast too. Yeah, they got a stacked cast, a stacked cast. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, CBS Wednesday, Amazing Race. Former Jets and Bills head coach Rex Ryan. Oh yeah, will start I did his see race yep. that night. And Circular Calendar Wednesday, October 12th, 8 p.m. The Challenge. MTV Challenge Season 38. Yep. Ride or Dies. Um, I just finished the CBS version of the Challenge, and I liked it for the most part. Except for the season finale. Get this. Ten competitors in the season finale this past week. Three of them disqualified. Uh Five of them quit. Only one man, one woman made it all the way to the end. Give me the MTV season, please. I cannot come fast enough. The competitors are more combative. They're more confrontational. They're more competitive. And they make for good TV. So can't wait. October 12th. Okay. So there's your TV uh, tidbits for you, Danielle. (laughs) Okay. On to the Yankees. I'm going to pretend like I'm Alanis Morissette. Isn't it ironic? Mm. The Yankees proclaim, we have no room for Jordan Montgomery in the playoffs. He won't be able to pitch. Well, they acquired a guy in Frankie Montas with shoulder issues coming in. Uh, He should not have room in the playoffs with the Yankees. So we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. As for the Giants, this is the first show that you had since that incredible win. I'm still basking in it. <laughs> but I still feel the coaching staff, they are not resting on their laurels. I, I do feel that, um, you know, they in recent years, they've had big wins, but they never capitalized on building on those wins in success in successive weeks. Um, so um, that's for that. Like, uh, like I read that, uh, you know, that's their next big hurdle that uh, this past week, Stable, he was really letting the team have it in practice, saying they were sluggish or they had to restart practice. But I want to relay a quote that the defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, said to reporters and to the press, but he's really relaying it to us Giant fans, and maybe this is a tip for anyone going to the Giant Stadium tomorrow, yep. um, MetLife Stadium, excuse mm-hmm. me. He said, if you want to be part of changing this culture here with the Giants, be loud and have that place rocking where people don't want to come to our stadium. Yeah, I hear I heard Let's that. Let's take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Let's take care of the rest, and we'll give you something to be loud about. Hey, I, I, I'm all, all on board, and yes, I, I'm hoping for them to know, because it's not just enough to get that big win last week. I want us to build upon it. I'm not... I am not like other Giants fans that's predicting a Super Bowl like the gas attendant you ran into. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I am not that delusional. But let's just build <laughs> on let's, let's do it gradually. And that's my take on that. Yeah, and, and Douglas, and, and you know what? I, I feel bad now. We're trashing this guy if he's listening to the radio and he's like, wait a second. I pumped her <laughs> gas and she's talking about me. Imagine yeah. that. I can't. I can't. I might have to drive back and uh, and uh, just ride, ride through there uh, on my way home and be like, hey, your topic of my conversation tonight on my, on my job, on my weekend job. Yeah, right. And, and I mean, just think, you know, last year, the Giants, they won that unexpected win in week four against New Orleans. But then the next two games, they got blown out. So, I mean, Dable knows all this. I mean, they know that he knows the recent history. So, yes, I think he's try to prevent that letdown. And I also like, you know, during the game last week that he consulted all the veterans to say, when we're going to close this margin to one, I want to go for two. Like he, yes, I, 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 they knew I enjoyed it going that in. aspect to yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yes. Like he wasn't he wasn't surprising the team like, oh, let's go for two, which I think a lot of coaches do. They, they surprise the yes. team. Oh, we're two? Oh, okay. Like he kind of set it up, like yeah. built it, built it. And that's I think that's the effect, more effective approach because at least they had the mindset that we're preparing ourselves to get to that lead. And it was, of course, effective. Yeah, Douglas, you nailed it there. Um, and you're right about that. You know, it's not the knee-jerk reaction of, yep, we're going to go for two, uh, 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 scramble for a play, that one. And they knew it. The Giants knew it going in that if they were in that situation, that's what they were going to do. And, you know, we could talk about, I, I want to talk about, because this is my first time on since it since that day, the bravado of the brand-new, first-time, first-game-ever head coach, Brian Dable, going for two. I loved it, and I loved the decision, uh, whether or not they converted it. The, the decision itself, I loved. I'm Danielle McCartan, and tell me what you thought of Brian Dayball's going for two at 877-337-6666. And we could also talk about and extrapolate out what that aggressiveness could mean as a microcosm for this New York Giants football season up next here on The Fan. Perfect. Early, early Sunday morning, 68 degrees, going up to 84 at MetLife Stadium today. Woohoo! You know, a friend uh, texted me around, I don't even know, 10 o'clock, and he was like, hey, uh, Two Giants tickets fell into my lap for tomorrow. You want to go? And I was like, ah, like, oh, I already had things that I cannot move scheduled for Sunday afternoon. I can't. And it killed me to type no. It killed me. I did not want to type no. I tried to think of other ways around what I have scheduled to move them. And it's just, it's just, it's just not possible. So um, I am going with him, though, on October 3rd. So. If you're at the Bears game, Giants-Bears, October 3rd, I'll be there. And, you know, speaking of, the Giants are are, are kicking off their home opener at MetLife Stadium. Uh, let me look at just about 12 hours from now, pretty much. And I wish I was going, but I'm not. And if you are, have a great time. And there, I just there's just nothing like going to a live game, especially football and hockey, really. But, you know, one of the things that you loved to see from the Giants in week one was that aggressiveness of Brian Dayball and going for two in that situation. And I know it's been talked about, but this is the first time I've gotten to talk about it. You know, I'm only on on weekends, unfortunately. But, you know, down by one, one minute and six seconds left in the fourth quarter. Saquon Barkley punches that two-point conversion in, and you loved it. And I loved it, even if it didn't actually work. You want to know why? Because I want you to think back to week 18. The last game that Joe Judge ever will coach as a head coach in the NFL. And I was there. It was freezing, wind-whipped, freezing cold, hand warmers, feet warmers, still cold. And I'm right there. And in that second quarter, we had seats in the lower bowl, you know, from the secondary market, lower bowl, behind the goalpost, kind of, sort of, off to the side. And... In our end zone, Joe Judge had Jake Fromm running not one, but two quarterback sneaks from within his own five-yard line. And we didn't need Bob Papa to say anything. We didn't need whoever was doing the game on whatever network it was on to say anything. We all looked at each other in that stadium like, what the hell is he doing? What the hell is going on here? I mean, it was just like, you know what? Wave the white flag. The game was so over. The season was so over. It was just disgusting. Just end the season. That's the Jets moniker, right? J-E-T-S, just end the season. Well, that was week 18. The last week, the last time Giant fans were able to see their team in blue on a field. And that's what happened. And I want you to fast forward now a couple months. Brian Dayball in week one of this season with one play call right there in week one. It wiped away the agony and the complacency that has plagued this team for years. And, you know, it, it may have been about winning a game that no one, including myself, picked the Giants to win. But more importantly, going for two in that situation, whether you converted it or not, was about changing a culture. And that's exactly what Dayball was brought in here to do. And he said after the game, he said, quote, we were going for the win. We're going to be aggressive. That's the mindset I want the players to have. If it didn't work, I could live with it. 
I trust Saquon Barkley. And you know what? If it didn't work, I could live with it too. And I think a lot of Giants fans could live with it if it didn't work. Because it represented something more. And it just so happened to work. It just so happened that the trust that you have in in Saquon Barkley and, and his legs, I mean, he was dead to rights in the backfield. And he made it work. Made it happen. And the players, I'm telling you, love to be trusted again. I mean, Saquon himself said, Dable's a man of his word. He told us he's going to be aggressive. He told us he's going to lean on the players to make plays. In that situation, he did exactly that. When you have a coach like that, it's definitely going to make you go out there and fight for him. That's what Saquon said after the game. Daniel Jones, speaking to a caller's point made before, I think it was Doug, Douglas, he said, Daniel Jones said, I wasn't surprised. I don't think any of us were surprised by that at all. Probably because they practiced how they played. That's a motto I live by. You practice how you play. And Sterling Shepard also said, we all knew it. We knew we were going to go for it because he told us last night. He said, I am not going to coach scared. And I believe everything that man says. I am not going to coach scared. That's the other thing. Brian Dable is coaching to win games. Whereas in the past, it's been coaching not to lose games. Not to lose games move would have been kicking, taking the extra point and, 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 you know, sending it to overtime away in Nashville at the mercy of a coin flip. I'm not going to coach scared. Can we put that on a t-shirt, please? He told us last night that was the game plan going into the game. The Giants are prepared for any situation, for any possible outcome under this head coach. Embrace the change, Giants Nation. Embrace it. 877-337-6666. Bill in Norwalk, Connecticut, Bill. What's up? How are we doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm fired up here at 1 a.m., Bill. I, I don't know. I, I'm just talking about these Giants, and I'm just fired up. I can't explain it. I don't know. I can't, I can't believe you're not going to the game tomorrow. Whatever you have must be important. I'll be there. Um, oh, I know it is, and I can't move it. I tried. Uh, I all tried. right, all right. I'm sure it's important. But uh, yeah, I just want to, like, I, I echo your sentiment completely. When I was watching the game, first of all, I almost turned it off at halftime. But um, it, when they scored, I said to myself, man, it'd be great if we went for two points. We haven't won on opening day in six years. Mm-hmm. A man's got nothing to lose, and sure enough, he does it, and they go for it. Yep. Obviously, the giant fan base is enamored. You've touched on it a little bit, but, you know, what would happen if he didn't make it? Would it be, I mean, what would the conversations be like? Because no one's really covered it. I've been listening all week, and no one really said, well, what if he didn't? What if he didn't? Like, what if they, the, you mean, what if they didn't convert on the two point conversion? Go for exactly. it, and it didn't work? Exactly. You know what, though, Bill? I think my feeling would have been the same. It, it, the guy's aggressive, he's playing to win the game. And I would have thought the same. I, I loved it. I almost tweeted it at the time, and I just couldn't get it out there fast enough when I was watching it. Um, but I loved it. I, I just loved it. And, and the conversation here tonight would have been, you know what? It's a different era for Giants fans. He, he wasn't going to settle for the tie. He went for it away. You got to go for it. You got to go for it in that situation. I'm, I'm with you. You know, I don't know. This Giants fan base has been so beat up lately. You know, I don't know what would have happened, but I agree with you. There was nothing to lose there. Exactly. One, no one, one I, opening day victory in 12 years. And no one was picking the lose. Giants to win anyway. No one was picking Nobody. the Giants to win that game, including me. Nobody. I mean, including me. Um, I, I thought it was brilliant. I just, you know, the team is all in now. If they weren't already, I mean, how can you not believe in this guy? And look, I'm a realist. I, I, you know, I'm expecting the 500 season at best. I'll be happy with that. But I think this is a team that's going to compete hard all year round. And that's something we didn't get last year is, you know, as evident as you were just saying with the whole kneel down garbage in game 17 last week, oh, awesome. it's something to be excited about. And look, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think most of the fan base is going to have tempered excitement, but look, opening day is going to be rocking tomorrow. We, we have something to be exciting about. Mm-hmm. This is a regime that is going to make us winners again. Maybe not this year, but I have full faith in these guys. And, and, and Sunday last week couldn't have stamped it any, any further. That's exactly that it. These guys, yeah, so Giants fans, I think we got the right people in place. Time will tell, but it's uh, I'm excited, and it's the first time I've been able to say that in a while. So, um, thank you for pointing it out. You know, for you know sharing the excitement, and uh, love listening to your show. 
And um, I'll be there tomorrow. Wish you were there. Ah, me let's too. Let's go Big Blue. Yeah, let's go Big Blue, Bill. Yeah, you got it. You nailed it. Let's go Big Blue. You know, I, I wish I can go. I just, I, I, I just, I, I cannot. I, I can't. And it killed me. It killed me to say it. But you, you know what? Flip the tables. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that, that it didn't work. The two-point conversion did not work. Okay, but still, the facts are the facts. Dayball told the team the night before, if they were in that situation, they were going for it. Saquon Barkley saying he, he's trusting in the players to make it make the play happen. Got him and Daniel Jones's face after the error. I mean, the the the, the complacency, the the period of complacency for the New York Giants is over with. It's done. No more excuses. And I think, you know. You know, Joe Judge in his opening press conference said that the Giants fans, they are, you know, the blue-collar. They want to have the blue-collar mentality, all that. But he didn't display it. He had he had the talk. He talked the talk. He didn't walk the walk. Brian Dable's saying none of that. None of those catchphrases. None of that. None of that. He's showing you on the field. And, yes, okay, the Titans missed the field goal at the end. I, I get it. But those are the kind of games that the Giants were losing last year. Those close games are the ones that the Giants were losing. And a little bit of faith in the players goes a long way. They're professionals. You know what I mean? So, Brian, are we going to do a break here and then an update or just go right to the top here? You could do a break. Uh, no, you could actually go to the update. I think I think we're ready for a Giants Super Bowl update. Oh, well, and that I don't, Emmanuel's in here now. Emmanuel, I was at the gas station before pumping, getting my gas pumped okay. in New Jersey. And uh, I happened to be wearing a Giants cap. Right. And the, the guy, I rolled down the window, and he asked for gas, whatever, and he, he's like, hey, oh, Giant fan. Okay, uh, the Giants, they're going to go to Super Bowl this year. Wow. And I was like, yeah? Bold. <laughs> I was like, yeah? What feel, other drugs are they sell that gas <laughs> What? Feeling week one a bit. Yeah, and that's, that's the week one bravado of the Giants go for two and win the game. Where I'm from, we call that delusion. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy must be listening right now, and he's like, damn, I, I pumped that girl's gas just before. Now they're talking about me all night on the radio. But um, He was getting a little tantalized by the gas station and I don't know, I man. think just got, got outside himself for a moment. There. I don't know. He was like, yeah, 1-0, Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. And I was like, really? And, and I had a $50 free bet just appear in my MGM, bet MGM, and I've never bet $50 on anything in my life. And I'm wondering, like, Wait a second. This might be a sign. Uh, maybe I should put the free bet on the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Brian's more versed in this than I am, but you could probably cash out something major if you bet that right now. Yeah, I would just donate yeah. that money to charity or I would give it to a homeless person. Yeah. Uh, tackle kids cancer. Maybe I can do it for there. Fill up your gas tank again. <laughs> the gas fumes were oh profound God. at that Yeah, what stage. else do they sell? What other drugs do they sell at that gas station? Oh, stop. No, he, he, he was like, I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, really? Uh, oh. He goes, yep, you know, the Giants are going to win tomorrow, and then they're going to beat the Cowboys, and then they're going to beat the, the Bears, and I don't know what comes after that, but they're going to win the Super Bowl. All you can do there, I think, is smile, though. Because that's what I did. That's all I did. That's what optimism is. <laughs> yeah. That's what we haven't had for, for so long. Right. That You know, let that guy, let that guy believe that that's they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to no, crush his hopes. I'm not going to crush his hopes. Rain that, on this parade. Th- there's a fine line between optimism and delusion, and and he and he's crossed that fine line. I don't know, man. You know, all I was focused on. You know, what I was focused on. I was watching the traffic build on the George Washington Bridge, and I was like, if this guy, if I engage this guy in conversation, I'm gonna be here all night, and I can't afford to do that. So I was just kind of smiling and nodding at him, and it's people parking their cars trying to get a good spot for the giant parade. <laughs> just getting there early. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, on the on the uh, uh, approach to the George Washington Bridge, and and there, and oh, it was awful. It was so bad. Hey wow. Danielle, uh, what kind of extension do they give Daniel Jones? Is going to be less than Aaron Judge's extension? Oh, more or less eight five five. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, t- yeah. Take that over to the down the hall. You know what a good question would be? What does an extension for Saquon Barkley look like? I don't think he gets. I don't think he gets one. Like he's he's too injury. Unless he goes off this year and and gives you an, a literal MVP quality season, you can't justify giving him an extension. He I think might. He can't. But he might. The, it's a contract year. He might. After again, we're having this conversation after one good <laughs> performance. He could tear his ACL on the first play tomorrow, and then this Who's whole conversation that? is mute. Is mute. 
I'm, he's I'm not. Mr. I'm not, he's Mister Negative. He's glass no, half no, empty. No, no, I'm not. I'm not hoping for that. I'm. I'm just uh, saying, like the, the delusional takes of Saquon Barkley has one great game in Tennessee, and we're talking about an extension. Not Whereas to, a, a, a week ago, if I would have mentioned a Saquon Barkley extension, you'd think I'm. You'd think I'm as crazy as the guy at the gas station. Not to rain on the Week One parade. I, the real question is going to become, what's Barkley's trade value if he continues playing this well? The Giants aren't looking at Saquon Barkley as a future mm. cornerstone here. The new regime isn't keeping Saquon Barkley around. So you don't want to think about that after week one where he dominates for you. But if that continues, what's he getting you back? That's the point because because let's paint a scenario where Leonard Fournette goes down. Let's paint a scenario where Jonathan Taylor goes down. And one of those teams that's looking to compete, looking to make a playoff run, can use a running back at that point. What is someone going to be willing to offer you, Saquon, if he has a crazy year? That, that's looking at at least a first-round pick. And then, you know what? That, speaking of your $50 bet, you cash back your first-round pick for Saquon Barkley. You say thanks for your service and let, and let him go off to a competitor. Then you get rid of the giant Super Bowl bet while you're at yeah. it. Yeah, clear that. Once he's traded. Again, I would just donate it to charity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emmanuel's here, as you know, here with an update. I'll be back with you right on the other side of that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.